You're listening to a Roddenberry Podcast. Did Mary Shelley write the first science fiction story in 1818? No. Did Mary Shelley write the first science fiction novel? That depends on whom you ask. Sci-fi author Brian Aldiss thought so. Asimov and Sagan gave that distinction to Johannes Kepler's Somnium in 1608, but not published until 1634. A better choice might be The Chemical Wedding, published by Johann André in 1616, in which alchemy is the science. But then the science fiction encyclopedia uses the term proto-science fiction when referring to just about anything earlier than Frankenstein. Frankenstein was the first novel to rely on current understanding of hard science and a palatable suspension of disbelief to tell the tale, the hallmarks of what are now considered science fiction. One thing is for sure, no matter how far back you go in your search for the origins of science fiction, Mary Shelley is the first woman you'll run into. I'm Earl Green, and this is your Sci-Fi 5, five minutes of science fiction history for August 30th, and today we celebrate the birthday of the first lady of science fiction, Mary Shelley. Mary Godwin was born in 1797. Her father was a philosopher, and her mother was a feminist activist. Her mother died two weeks after giving birth, so Mary was raised by her father. At age 17, she met Percy Bysshe Shelley, who was a political follower of her father, and married. Perhaps not surprisingly, the couple of firebrand writers didn't have the easiest of lives. They spent the summer of 1816 in Switzerland with Lord Byron, and it was here that Mary wrote her seminal work, Frankenstein, or the modern Prometheus. Shortly after that, Percy's wife committed suicide, and so the two were married. Percy died just four years later in a boating accident. The couple never achieved anything akin to financial stability, and in fact spent their last years traveling to avoid debtor's prison. Shelley published Frankenstein anonymously, with a preface by Percy and a dedication to her father. Most people assumed Percy was the author, especially since he was known as a student of Godwin's. Reviews at the time attributed it with uncommon powers of poetic imagination and other flowing prose. A few reviewers who knew the actual author was a woman were considerably more dismissive, one calling it a feeble imitation of her father's writings. But the story was a popular hit from the outset. Ultimately, it allowed Mary to spend her time raising her son and promoting her late husband's writings. In the Victorian era, Frankenstein was considered light reading rather than a horror novel. This may seem strange unless you consider it was the time of the Penny Dreadful, Sweeney Todd, and Jack the Ripper. Man's inhumanity to man was hardly hidden away. The last 200 years have stripped away some of her original intent. For example, Shelley viewed Prometheus as a negative character because he brought fire to man, which allowed man to cook and eat meat. Shelley and her husband were both early vegetarians. Percy hit on the same themes in his Prometheus Unbound. Shelley's use of that name was a pejorative for the doctor in her story. By the time James Whale turned Frankenstein into one of the most iconic productions in Hollywood history, the story was largely cemented as a warning about man's overreach through science. Just because we can do a thing, does that mean we should? Whale's treatment had to fill in a lot of details which Shelley was able to gloss over in her book. The fantastic electric devices and imagery of the glowing body were easily the most amazing effects ever devised up to that time. Karloff's makeup was equally astonishing. 
Even when Mel Brooks and Gene Wilder created their parody Young Frankenstein nearly 50 years later, they managed to find and use the original lab equipment from 1931 to great effect. It may have lost some of the meaning intended by Mary Shelley, but Frankenstein shows no sign of being forgotten after more than two centuries. In broad strokes, much of what she saw as dangers to society are still found in modern tellings of the story. After all, we are human and we share the same sensitivities, just as, ultimately, Frankenstein's monster did. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for August 30th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.